Hey, this is Dr. Patty Sadala. Welcome to my Experience Jesus podcast. This is the premiere trailer episode, and it's designed to let you know what to expect so you can decide if this podcast is for you. Here's a bit about me to let you know how I became God's Encounter Facilitator. I'm a professor at Christian Leadership University where students learn how to tune into the voice of God and see vision with the eyes and ears of their heart. This is so he can personally direct them in their paths. I'm also a Christian author specializing in discipleship books that all include media such as film clips, lyric videos, and guided encounters to show you how to live out your Christian life in today's culture. And I lead a ministry called Spirit Life Circles. It's a mentored coaching weekly experience for people to learn how to steward the gifts of the Holy Spirit in a safe community so that they can release God's love according to the plans that God has for them. For more than 35 years, I was an organization development consultant for faith-based organizations. My job was to move people and organizations forward toward God's plans by skilled facilitation of experiences. God put all that together for a unique ministry for me as as I am called to designing God encounters that bring people closer to God. These experiences help you build memories with Jesus so that he may gain access to your heart and transform you and the person that he sees you as already. In a very real way, Jesus is my co-host, as in every episode you will hear things that he has said and done with me and many others to help us grow closer to him, heal, or simply align with his will. More importantly, you will learn how to experience him in the very same ways through this podcast. Is this podcast for you? Well, if you're a hungry Christian who really wants to grow closer to God and just don't know how to get there, or maybe you wish you could know God's perfect love for your health, career, or relationships, but need some guidance about how to do that, or maybe you already hear Jesus and have a deep relationship with him, but know that there's always more and you'd wish you knew how. Well, if you said yes to any of these things, then this is your podcast. Imagine that God has his own TV channel, but Unlike everything on your TV, his channel is supernatural. When you watch TV, it's a one-directional experience. You can see and emotionally connect with the programming on other channels as a distant observer. But the God channel is a two-way experience. You jump through the television and become part of God's action. This may seem strange to you, but essentially it is the experience you will have with this podcast and book series. You will learn how to access God through the eyes and ears of your heart and connect with the various names of God directly. John 10:27 says, "My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me." One of the reasons Jesus died for us on the cross was to gain us direct access to the Father so we may know him intimately, one aim at a time. We will be using a tool called dialogue journaling to experience Jesus, which I will speak about later in this podcast, and actually give you your first experience assignment. The Lord lives in the heart, not in the head, and he uses the language of the heart. And dialogue journaling is a tool that teaches you that language and how to tap into God's supernatural channel. The Lord created you to be able to communicate with him. Later, we will have a two-question test that will assess your capability to experience Jesus. I'm confident that when you take that test, you'll realize that hearing God is something you've been doing all along. 
It's not weird. It's something that's perfectly normal, and you do it without even realizing it. The truth is that God created everyone to see and hear him with the eyes and ears of their hearts. If you were unable to do so, you would never have been able to close your eyes and picture a memory or hear in your mind a conversation you may have had or remembered what you saw or heard in a film. The screen of your mind gives you the ability to see, hear, and feel things. God created the eyes and ears of your heart, most importantly, for you to connect with Him. In fact, without the eyes and ears of your heart, you never would have accepted Him as your Savior in the first place. And God is not willing for any to perish, so He wired us all to be able to communicate with Him. We use four keys to hearing God's voice. And the entire Bible was written with these same four keys that you will use to encounter God. Two-thirds of the Bible was written through the ears of your heart, as human messengers wrote down what they heard straight from the Lord. The other third was written through the eyes of their heart, as dreams and visions that were given to, to them from the Lord and were carefully recorded. God has been communicating message from heaven forever. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13.8 is the reference for that. So if this is how God spoke to people in the days when the Bible was being written, he surely can do it now, and even more so that Christians have the indwelling Holy Spirit whose job is it to fill us with the power to connect with God's nature and release his love to others. This direct access to the Father is what Jesus accomplished for us on the cross. There's a big difference between knowing about something or someone and knowing. One day, I was meditating on Titus 1.16 about the notion of people claiming to know God, but not showing that in their behavior. Titus 1.16 says, They claim to know God, but by their actions they deny Him. I asked Jesus to show me the difference between someone who thinks they know Him and someone who really knows Him. And He said, The difference is that one knows about me, and the other knows me intimately. Let me show you what I mean. Then he showed me in a vision a man in the desert. He had chapped lips and distressed look on his face. He was frantically looking for water. But as he kept walking, he realized that what he saw in the, in the distance was only a mirage. There was no real water, Jesus said. Only something that looked like water. It's good to know what water looks like. It's better to be able to drink some when you're thirsty. To learn about me is like showing a hungry and thirsty man a picture of a magnificent banquet, but there's nothing to eat or drink. Seeing the picture may bring benefits, but it, you're left ultimately unsatisfied. The actual need is unfulfilled. This is what it's like to only learn about me. The spiritual need to know me is even stronger than the man's physical need for water. A mirage is an illusion a trick of the eye, caused by light refraction and heat waves. Knowing only about me is a trick too, but it doesn't fool the soul. The soul knows it needs the true God. Truly satisfy the hunger and thirst in your soul. You must drink deeply of the living water. Water is refreshing, rejuvenating, and restores more than you can see and feel. Come and drink deeply the living water. You must eat the food of my presence. You must enter the Holy of Holies where you can encounter my presence. I have gained you direct access to the Father by way of the indwelling Holy Spirit by my work on the cross. 
Do not neglect this privilege. This is accomplished by you spending time with me. Consider John 17, 3. This is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. To know someone is an intimate thing. To know of someone or something implies a knowledge from a distance. It is not my desire for you to know me distantly or haphazardly or in some third-party sort of way, as in only through the work of a pastor or a preacher. You can't know me without personally drawing close to me. It is through steady communion with me, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that you will truly know me. And knowing leads to trusting, believing, and obeying which are all fruits of the eternal life that you have now. I replied to him, It's just like knowing anyone personally. To trust someone, I need to spend time with them to learn who they are and if I can really trust or rely on them. After some time, if I feel safe, I tend to want to spend more time with them and then come to trust them. I spend the most time with people that I like to be around, people who build me up, encourage me, and show me love. No one does that better than you, Lord, he said. The difference between knowing in your head and surrendering in your heart is clarified in, in, in James 2.19. You believe that God is one. You do well. The demons also believe and shudder. The demons know who I am, of course, but they do not accept and surrender me and have no intimate relationship with me. This is an important distinction. Remember, I live in your heart and not in your head. I can see the difference. And then he said, every time you take a drink today, spend time reflecting on the living water and come and fellowship with me. Tune to me in the quiet and listen for my voice. Seek me and you will find me. Spend time getting to know me. Ask me to show you things. I certainly have a lot to show you. It's my heart's desire to spend time with you too. Communing with me is the only way for your spiritual hunger and thirst to be satisfied. This is how to truly know me. It's really about encountering the realness of God. I was listening to a dramatized radio version of C.S. Lewis's Screwtape Letters by Focus of the Family in my car, and I came to letter 31. It was the last chapter of the book, and the Lord grabbed my attention. I flushed with glory bumps. C.S. Lewis wrote the now-classic Screwtape Letters in 1942, amidst World War II. It's a fictionalized story that teaches spiritual warfare in reverse. Screwtape is an experienced demon who's counseling his nephew Wormwood, a new tempter, assigned to a patient, much like a guardian angel for the opposite side. Wormwood's job is to speak lies into the patient's ears to keep him away from God's plans and assure that he stays well below the calling that God, they call the enemy, has for him. There are 31 letters that Screwtape writes to Wormwood, and each teaches the lies that the enemy speaks into our lives to throw us off our Christian impact. The entire book is dramatized, and the recording is amazing. But what really got my attention was letter 31. Here's a list of quoted snippets from this letter that will hopefully shed light on the relevance of what you're doing here in this podcast. Screwtape is looking for Wormwood to take him for his punishment for failing his patient. He goes on a rant about what Wormwood did that lost his patience to the other side for good. All our efforts are dismayed. How well I know the instant they snatched him from us. Did you see it for yourself? There was a sudden change in his eyes as he saw you, Wormwood, for the first time, and he recognized the part you had had in him and knew that you had it no longer. It was as if he shed for good all the wet, 
clinging garments that led him back and was completely cleansed. He went so easily. It was sheer instantaneous liberation. Did you mark how, as if he was born for it, the little vermin entered the new life? How all his doubts, like in the twinkling of the eye, became ridiculous? Do you know what your fatal flaw was? When he saw you, he also saw him. You allowed him to see that he is real. He to them is clarity itself. And worse yet, he was in the form of a man. The one for whom he thought was a dead is alive and even now at his door, all our efforts are dismayed. The enemy's big strategy is to keep the Christian off their kingdom impact. And nothing can stop you when you see God is real and for you right now. He is at your door and he wants to meet you and he wants to free you and heal you and transform you into the best version of yourself. This podcast is about three things. How to experience Jesus is one category that we'll call how to in the tags. Here I'll be teaching you about the skill of dialogue journaling and all the ways that God communicates using the language of the heart. Each episode that's tagged how to will help you become more fluent in the language of the heart, which is God's language, and it will allow you to build more memories with God as you experience him personally and you begin to grow your faith and impact for Christ. The second type of episode will be tagged identity. Episodes tagged with this will help you connect with God in the bite-sized pieces of his names. The names of God are personal and powerful. Names like bridegroom, mighty counselor, friend, defender, supernatural provider, healer, are all intimate and for a reason. Would you marry, seek counseling, trust with your secrets or your health, or lean on in times of crisis, someone you can't see, hear, or feel? God was called those names because he personally showed up for people in those ways in the days of the Bible, and he is even more able to do so for you today. While researching my last book, I was astonished that the original Hebrew and Greek manuscripts of the Bible contained 955 names of God, and there there's a reference in the links below this episode that will show you that uh, and cite basically that list if you're interested. Unfortunately, in our English Bible translations, we don't see all the distinctive names because our language does not have words to make those distinctions, but they do exist in the Greek and Hebrew, Aramaic, and Latin texts. In Bible times, people encountered God in a variety of different ways, and then they named him for those experiences. Dive into the scriptures about these names, you will really understand understand God's promises and the conditions of those promises. And when you get to know him, you get to know yourself. God knows you better than you know yourself. He truly wants to see you see yourself through his eyes. This is part of the journey in this podcast. As you meet him and better understand the fullness of his identity, you meet yourself and discover your Christ identity. That is the ideal version of you that God sees you as already. We can call on God by any of his names and make him real to us in the moment and learn directly from him how to pray with authority the victories we need in our life. Mike Noble from the Cleveland House of Prayer calls God the trillion faceted diamond. He often asks people which facet pierced their hearts. Some have met the provider and can trust him with their provisional needs, but they don't know him as their friend. Others have met the great physician and can trust them with their physical needs, but not so much their emotional ones. Our God is all of those things and so much more, and he wants you to allow him to give access to more facets of that diamond and allow them to pierce your heart and transform you. He wants you to be free 
whole, and victorious. Galatians 5.25 says, If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. The third type of episode I like to call issues. Navigating life's issues. The Christian life is all about cooperating with God, seeing things through his perspective and allowing him to guide you through the toughest challenges you will face in life. Learning how to surrender your health and family and career and relationships are all part of what we will work through with Jesus on these episodes. We will look at biblical principles and learn how to allow the Lord to reframe and explain scripture to you in a way that you can anchor your life on his word. This is what Jesus had to say about this. The capacity to believe in me is enlarged tremendously by experiencing me. You encounter the truth of who I am to you personally, today, yesterday, and tomorrow, when you fix your eyes on me in all areas. I am sufficient for all your needs. See 2 Corinthians 12, 9. When you encounter me by my names personally, you begin to collect memories of me being who you need for each circumstance. This is how you will live out your gospel story in the world and represent me confidently. The more you encounter me in these daily personal ways, the more you give me access to your heart for transformation. Every name I have been for others in the Bible I can be for you. Won't you allow me to be them for you? The gospel is nothing more than a personal recounting of what you've seen, heard, and experienced of God directly. When you encounter me personally, you are a witness of the real God. Memories you collect with me will increase your trust and faith and belief and boldness to represent me well in the world. The more you encounter the different aspects of me, the more confidence you will have that I am who I say I am. The more confidence you have, the more you'll inspire others to trust me and make them want to have me. Tell your story. Your story is your living gospel, your record of what I've done in your life. Share every character and aspect of me you've ever met. Introduce people to me as the provider and the healer and the shepherd and the defender and the savior and the counselor and the friend and the waymaker and the creator so they can know me like I am ready and waiting to meet you in these encounters. I am one God with many, many facets, way too large for anyone to understand so completely. So meet me one name at a time and build memories of personal times where you work through your challenges and experience joy together. The more you encounter me, the easier it will be to trust me and believe me in all areas of your life. I am the promise keeper you will see. Okay, so how do you experience Jesus? First, I'd like to say that the conversations and adventures that you will have as a result of this podcast are real spiritual encounters. They are not figments of your imagination. Believing this is the first step to having meaningful experiences with God. By way of preparation for this journey, get yourself a journal. It can be as simple as a spiral-bound notebook, or as I love to use, one that has scripture verses at the bottom of every page. I've noticed when I've used this kind of journal, often exactly what Jesus is saying, a scripture at the bottom of the page reinforcing what he's saying. God is so cool that way. This is your personal journey. God will call you by name. In fact, he may even give you a new pet name that no one else has ever called you. Stick with this, and I pray that Jesus will meet you one name at a time exactly where you need him to. I don't know anyone who's encountered the realness of Jesus that has not been changed. The Lord calls me Patty Cake, and it was two years after he was calling me that that I realized that this was related to my identity. He and I played a game of patty cake in my spirit once. I was a child in my special place and Jesus and I were playing patty cake. But it was the most elaborate patty cake game I had ever played. There were hand claps and elbow bumps and fist bumps. We laughed our heads off. 
And then he clarified for me why he called me pet. Told me what the name meant. It meant that I was someone who who knew how to be in perfect sync with him and the Holy Spirit and the Father. So he may give you a special name and it will always reinforce your identity. If you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, this is an important step for you to walk through. There is a salvation prayer at the end of my Just Ask Jesus book, and I'll put the link to that at the bottom of this podcast. We will cover the issue extensively in any topics that we cover on the Savior in this podcast so that you will understand the importance of being able to connect with God's very mind, will, and emotion using the eyes and ears of your heart. How do we find God's spiritual TV channel? The language of the heart is pictures, stories, music, emotions, metaphors. Jesus demonstrated this by teaching through parables and stories that were relevant to the culture and connected with the hearts of the people at the time. The language of the heart is not analytical or logical. Jesus reflected the character of his father perfectly by using the language of the heart. He spoke in the language of the culture using common images of the day, and he does the same thing today, as you will see from the experiences that you, I, and others have had with him. God reveals himself uniquely to you and he speaks in your language. In my journey to discover exactly what God's language is and how to tap into God's TV channel, I learned that God's TV channel is connected to our alpha brainwaves state. Brain waves are measured by frequency, which is cycles per second or hertz. They range from very slow to very fast. Alpha brain waves are between 8 and 12 hertz, and they fit in the middle of the spectrum between beta and theta waves. Alpha is the state of alert relaxation and fosters creativity. Children from the ages of two and eight live primarily in the alpha brain state. They are too young to worry and simply go through the flow of life with play and creative imagination. Your brain produces the alpha brainwave when you're not concentrating on anything in particular. For example, when you're driving and realizing that your mind has been wandering but you're still able to keep your eyes on the road, you're in alpha. We will have a lot of episodes about the Heavenly Father on this podcast and the reason for that is that children automatically can connect with God uh, using that alpha brainwave. So what we're going to do is learn how with our childlike faith, connect with our own inner child to the Heavenly Father so that we can remove all of the adult distractions and frustrations and connect with God with a pure heart. When you realize the importance of approaching God as a child, you naturally connect with the alpha brainwave state and activate your faith as a child. This will be the first name we meet because it's critical to always connect with Lord as a child. Since the alpha brainwave is one of the factors to help you tune to God's TV channel, you can easily learn the skill of putting your brain in alpha. In fact, the dialogue journaling tool we use to encounter God does just that. When your brain is producing these waves as part of your encountering experiences with Jesus, the results can reduce your stress levels, help you feel calmer, more loved, and most importantly, closer to God. The theta brain wave is the one of logical thinking, and most adults spend their waking hours in theta. 
that brain wave looks more like an active lie detector with fast ups and downs, where the alpha state appears as slow rolling hills. We will be using dialogue journaling as our primary tool for connecting with God. Dr. Mark Verkler, the founder and creator of Christian Leadership University and Communion with God Ministries, for whom I'm a professor, came up with this four simple keys to hearing God's voice more than 11 years after an unrelenting heart desire to commune with God personally and a challenge to come up with that process himself. The simple statement summarizes the four keys. Hearing from God is as simple as quieting yourself down, fixing your eyes on Jesus, turning to spontaneity, and writing it down. These four steps are what Verkler calls the skill of dialogue journaling or two-way journaling. The entire Bible was written by God speaking to or showing someone something spontaneous and them writing it down so others could read it. Habakkuk 2, 1 and 2 demonstrates these steps beautifully. Habakkuk was a prophet at the time, and the Lord was siling the Jews to other nations for what would be 70 years. The prophet was perplexed by why the Israelites were being taken away and wanted to talk to God about it. The four keys are revealed in Habakkuk 2, 1 and 2. I'm going to give you the verse first and then break down the four keys inside of it. It says, I will stand on my guard post and station myself on the rampart, and I will keep watch to see what God will speak to me and how I may reply when I am reproved. Then the Lord answered me and said, Record the vision and inscribe it on tablets that the one who reads it may run. Then the verse says, And I will keep watch to see what he will speak to me. He was looking and listening with expectations to hear from God personally using the eyes and ears of his heart. And how I may reply when I am reproved. Habakkuk knew it would be a conversation with God. He knew that he could hear what he had to say, and he knew he could reply to God. Then the Lord answered me and said, God did reply to him personally, record the vision and inscribe it on tablets so the one that reads it may run. God commanded Habakkuk to write down what he was saying. Writing it down is not just good for you to remember, but it can also be used as a blessing for others. So before we go into giving you the opportunity to experience Jesus using these four keys, I wanted to manage your expectations a second. Your first experience will help you with all future experiences. God will take you to a special place, your special spiritual place, where you will have your first encounter. Your conversations and adventures can begin in this place with Jesus, and he can take you anywhere he wants from there. Getting familiar with your special place will help you comfortably anchor your memories with Jesus. The more you go there, the more you will expand it so you can see and experience more there. Sometimes people expect it to look or feel a certain way, and when it doesn't, they think it didn't happen. Okay, so that's why I want to talk about managing expectations. First off, God's voice does not sound like an external, booming, roaring voice, at least not on the regular. Sometimes he can do that, and I've had that experience a couple times. But that is not what to expect. We have already learned it sounds like your thoughts, pictures, emotions, songs that come into your mind spontaneously, but they come with God's nature and character. That's how you know it's him and not you, because it sounds like God's nature and 
character. Don't jam the receiver with unrealistic expectations that James Earl Jones is going to sound in your mind speaking in the audible voice of God. So the question on your heart right around now is, but can this work for me? Okay, I am going to issue two tests for you right now. We're going to practice something. And if you can pass these two tests, then you are going to know that God has created you with the capability of seeing and hearing from him. So let's try this right now. If you are driving, you might want to do this later instead of now. But what I want you to do is I want you to close your eyes and I want you to picture your kitchen and I want on the screen of your mind to just look in your mind's eye around at the details of this kitchen. I want you to notice the sink and the fridge and the stuff on the counter. You able to do that? Okay, I'm pretty sure you could. All right, now that's test one. If you pass that test, you're halfway home. All right, here's the second test. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to sing happy birthday in your mind. Do you hear it? Okay, you probably did. Okay, you have just used the eyes and ears of your heart. Now, the picture was probably not as clear as your eyes open, but you still have an impression on your mind, right? You could still hear like you hear your own thoughts in your head, and that is the part of you, that is the spirit part of you that the Lord created to connect with him. That's, that's what that was. God created you with this capability because it was his heart's desire from the beginning to be able to commune with you. And so you have been hearing God's voice all your life, whether you realized or not. And you probably thought that because it was in your head as a thought or a picture in your mind, that it was your thought and your picture. Well, sometimes it is. Sometimes it's God and sometimes it's the enemy. Part of what we do on this podcast is to help you really understand the difference between those three voices so that you have the discernment to know when it's God, when it's the enemy, and when it's just you, the thoughts and the pictures that you see in your mind. If at first you don't see 3D vivid color, that's okay. You can be grateful for glimpses, sounds, smells, pictures, feelings, a single word. The Lord speaks in so many ways. And what we're really going to address here is the fluency of the language of the heart over the course of this podcast. So you can recognize when he's communicating with not only the eyes and ears of your heart, but when he's also communicating through your natural eyes and ears and heart in the world, when it's really him communicating to you through that person who just said something to you. So the more you practice, the better you you start off with a little glimpse and pretty soon you're having open visions and you're having adventures with the Lord. And that's something we're going to move you towards to get the life of this podcast. The goal of this podcast is for you to become a pro at hearing and seeing and connecting with God. But give yourself some learning curve time. Practice does make perfect. And when you meet with Jesus specifically in your special place and let him take you wherever he needs to take you, you'll start to build memories where you trust him more and know him more. And that's really the goal. Are you ready for your first special place encounter? Okay, I hope so. Now, if you're driving or don't have time to really do this properly, you can either pause this podcast and pick it up later, or you can click on the special place link below on uh, this Podbean website and or my website. 
website for that matter, and uh, go to the special place link and just listen to me talk you through it there. So either way will work fine. You will need to have a journal or a notebook to capture your experience, what Jesus had to say or what he's doing. And really for the best, best results of this, it would be ideal for you to spend a little bit of time in praise and worship before you enter into this. Spend some time praying. Welcome God's presence and ask him to show up for you. And then I'm going to just walk you through the steps of it right now. Before we open in prayer, I just want to take a moment to let you know what to expect here in this exercise. I'm going to guide you to imagining a beautiful place. Then I'm going to wake up all the senses and have you be looking and listening and smelling and really taking in all the detail as we move around looking for the special place. Then I'm going to introduce you to Jesus and you're going to ask him this question, Lord, how do you feel about me? And then you're just going to allow him to take the scene over. He can do whatever he wants at this point. He can show you something or tell you something or you can sense something. Just let him take the wheel and see what you get. Make sure you're recorded in your journal. Remember to shut off the recording when I'm finished giving you the exercise setup so that I'm not speaking through your experience. And then pick it back up after you're done. Take in a deep, relaxing breath and welcome God's presence. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for your accessibility. We thank you for the ability to come near to you like this. We thank you for what you're about to show. Show us, and we thank you, God, that the special place is just for you and this person. Maybe it comes from a memory, and maybe it's a supernatural place. But I want you to take them there right now so they can see the beautiful place, and they can see that they are like a child it's their childlike self in this place. Notice your hands and feet and arms. Notice what you're wearing, you're little, and you're in this place. So now I want you to look to the left and take in everything that you can see and smell and sense there, and I want you to look forward, take in everything you can see there, feel, sense, wake up every sense as you explore your special place. Look to the right and take in that as well, details, sensations. Now look up, what do you see or feel or hear? And then look down, take that in as well. Now I want you to slowly turn around and I want you to see Jesus approaching you. He's got a great big smile on his face so happy to see you there. And he comes all the way up and he gives you a hug, picks you up, 
You can feel him picking you up. Now he's going to take over the scene, but I want you to ask your question. It doesn't have to be your only question, but I want you to ask him, Lord, what do you feel about me? And then allow him to take it from there. I hope you and Jesus had a wonderful conversation or experience or adventure. Remember to thank him for whatever he showed you. And do not despise the small beginnings. Anything, any little thing, any glimpse is a start. And with practice, you get more and more from God. The more you ask, the more you will receive. So anything you got from this experience is a good start. Thanks for checking out this premiere episode of Experience Jesus with Dr. Patty Sadala. I hope it gave you a taste of what this podcast is all about, and I hope you will join us on this podcast adventure. Subscribe, forward, check out all the links below. There will always be links connected to every episode to take you deeper and take you farther. farther. And I just want to thank God for you and bless you in Jesus' name.